Hi, welcome to another Take 15 interview with uh, CFA Institute. I'm Dave Larrabee, and today I'm joined by James Clooney. James is a CFA charter holder and a fund management director at Jupiter Asset Management, where he's responsible for the Jupiter Absolute Return Fund. James, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, your fund has a global long-short equity mandate. Uh, let's focus our attention on the short side of the portfolio today. Uh, besides a rich valuation, what makes a stock a good candidate for shorting? I think on top of a rich valuation, a catalyst is what's needed, a reason why the stock's going to, to go down quite quickly. And the reason for that is that if you're short of a stock, you're fighting the equity risk premium, you're manufacturing dividends, paying fees to be short. So you're going to lose unless it actually comes down to fair value quickly. And that's where the catalyst comes in. And that catalyst could be an earnings downgrade or expectations of an earnings miss, maybe negative broker analysis. It could be a buildup of short interest as a sign that something bad's about to happen. It could be a variety of causes, but a catalyst is really one of the main things there. Benjamin Graham once said that selling short is a test not only of one's courage and stamina, but also of the depth of one's pocketbook. His point, I think, was that short selling isn't for the faint of heart. Uh, what are some of the biggest risks um, you face as a short seller, and how do you mitigate those risks? Sure. I would agree with uh, Mr. Graham. I think it is awfully difficult. Even when you've studied the theory and the evidence and practiced it for a number of years, it is difficult. I think two of the, the, the main risks are, are, first of all, the fact that there's no theoretical limit to how much money you can lose. There's no limit in theory to how high a share price can go, so you can lose more than all of your money uh, in theory, and that's rather frightening. Uh, and so that leads to uh, a need for a lot of risk management uh, uh, around losses. And the second, obviously, is, is uh, the fact that you can lose money before you make money. In other words, the path can be bumpy. So you can be theoretically right, but actually lose money because there are maybe hundreds of optimists who don't agree with you until the evidence slaps them in the face. And so the path and the, 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 the lack of a limit to how much you can lose are the two main problems, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, here we are in April of 2015, and we're seeing a lot of quantitative easing all around the world. Mm. Um, ha have the quantitative easing policies of central banks uh, lessened your appetite at all for, for short? It certainly makes it very difficult. And I've seen some learned writers argue that you'd be foolish to short in a QE environment. So uh, I'm certainly aware of that, that, that problem. No surprise, most of my short positions at the moment are in a market where QE has at least recently just ended the United States. Um, and obviously whether it were to resume again or not is an important consideration in risk management. So I think that um, fighting against a very powerful force designed in part to get risk asset prices up is, is a very difficult thing to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is, there's an old axiom that says uh, markets can stay irrational a lot longer than you can stay solvent. Uh, how long are you willing to wait uh, for one of your uh, short thesis to play out? The longest I've ever been short of a position is a year and a half. And that was a company where the accounts looked to be rather manipulated and uh, there were a lot of dubious related party director and firm transactions. So structurally, I felt that I could wait for that, that to play out. Most of my shorts tend to be around about three to six months in horizon. Uh, but I think this is an environment where currently we're seeing, at least in the USA, rich valuations 
catalysts in the form of earnings downgrades for stocks to go down now, and uh, a decrease in risk appetite as evidenced through some credit spreads. So we've got a series of things that align that suggest now is a good time to short. And even if they don't work in a three to six month view, I think so long as that alignment persists, one might be willing to, to short a bit longer. But obviously, your confidence and your ability to hold on to those shorts is diminished, and your client's appetite to stay with you is diminished the longer the horizon extends. Mm -hmm. uh, short sellers uh, occasionally find themselves in the crosshairs of regulators, uh, often in times of financial crisis. Um, are restrictions on short selling warranted, in, in your opinion, or do they inhibit the price discovery process? Generally speaking, the evidence around the behavior of short sellers suggests that in the main, they tend to be good for markets in terms of price discovery and liquidity. But from time to time, short selling can be an abusive practice, uh, whether it is manipulation, uh, front running and the, and the likes. So there, there's, in my mind at least, evidence that they're normally good market players, but sometimes can be abusive. And as such, it's not a black or white issue, but a gray issue. If I was a regulator, I would generally have a lightly regulated environment around short selling because of the generality of, of its, its, its benefit for markets, but from time to time step in when it's necessary to restore market confidence, which is even more important, I think, than price discovery and liquidity considerations. And I actually think the regulators have done a fairly good job in walking a tightrope between uh, uh, the need to keep market confidence and keep people uh, 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 on side in markets and the need to actually create uh, transparent, liquid, uh, sensibly priced markets. Right. James, thanks very much for sharing your insights with us today. Thank you, David. And thank you for watching. Copyright 2015 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.